previously on The Adventure Zone. You see a pair of gloves on the table. They are workman's gloves. At the tips of the fingers, they are kind of claws. If I tell you something, will you keep it to yourself? Me and Jeremiah got married. It sounds like the, the deal is beneficial for the people making it. You gotta look bigger. I'll make you a deal. Here we go. Take my place in the feeding tonight, and I can tell you who would be against it. I have one very specific question I'm going to ask you. I'm going to want to know who the Banshee is. Sounds like y'all aren't giving me a whole heck of a lot of choice, so, uh... Oh, I'm, uh, no, I'm no, all... no, please. Feel free to say no, but our employer will be very disappointed. The Banshee's really looking forward to talking to you. Do you want to just hop right into this shit? I think, I think it's very useful to do the clue recap. <laughs> dad, what clues do you have, Dad? I'm going to start with Dad. Give me a clue. The The first clue, uh, the... the uh, a real quick question, are all the clues going to take this long? Silver dust on the twin scars across the abdomen, refined silver dust, which we have to assume is coming from the silver mine. Okay. And the gloves. I, the gloves I, I found. I prefer, the gloves with the two blades. I prefer auto... And method. <laughs> Use your little gray cells. Use your little gray cells. The first clue, Jeremiah was confused and felt betrayed when he died and didn't want Dylan to talk. Silver dust on Jeremiah's clothes and grew up with Dylan and Jeremiah. Jeremiah's blood was on Dylan. Jeremiah was celebrating. He was drinking a lot. Liam he was married, has, he was he, married to he, Anne. He was celebrating his marriage to Anne. Uh, I did these chronologically, so that's kind of you kind of gave away. Whoa, yeah. Okay. Uh, and Liam has sil- claw gloves with silver dust on them. Uh, yes, this so is all good. The, he was the murderer. Yeah, so Liam was the murderer. I kind of beefed it there because I I could have just like werewolf attacked him. Case closed. End of arc two, episodes in. But I forgot. I guess. And that's just bad detective work. But I've got a lot going on right now, so. <laughs> uh, um. And yeah, this this and, this Anne is not Anna uh, Augustus's daughter, right? No. no. Okay. That would be that would be fucking Why would wild. that? Um, <sighs> another thing, I got sort of uh, accosted by two approached. Toughs. I would say approached. Well, they were nice about it, but I was accosted by two toughs working for the Banshee, local sort of criminal ringleader in town, and Gandy got feasted upon. And got got fed on feast. It makes it sound like there was like, oh, let's go Chaz, crazy. Is, you wanted a fucking hard arc, bro. You wanted you wanted a fucking dark tone. Yes, I'm but I also want it. appropriate word choice. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Words uh, mean things, Griffin. And so that's where we that's where we left off. Uh, I also I I have two names for said toughs, um, Ellis and Blackwood, named for listeners Lucy Ellis and Ethan Blackwood. See, keep on tweeting, folks. Keep and, the dream alive. And uh, 
Anna's full name is Anna Cardium Cash. Uh, sorry, not Cashew. Cashews. <laughs> Anna Anna Cardium Parsons. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we picking up, Travi? So uh, when last we left off, we'll say that the the feeding has just completed. Uh, Ow! It was, it was skipping, minor. Skipping the whole feeding. It's just like eating a sandwich. You know what I mean? This is straight to business. People always want to romanticize the vampire feeding, but this is just like I am hungry. I made a sandwich. Yeah, gobble, but it's gobble, gobble. It's not that much fun for the sandwich. Well, maybe you know. Maybe you don't know. Maybe the sandwich is like, yay, my purpose. Um, I did it. I reached the culmination of all my dreams. I've done it. If you're I'm a, a sandwich. sandwich and you have dreams other than getting eaten, I bet your parents are like, oh, Jeffrey, that's that <laughs> would be to what, you what know. a wonderful world that would be. I would love for you to be a district attorney. Also, <laughs> we should have we- never given you those participation medals. <laughs> Oh, we encouraged you too much, Jeremy, the sandwich. Um, and also, uh, Errol has been approached by Alice and Blackwood. Uh, I would like to resolve that first. Yeah, sure. Uh, are they are they carrying heat? Are they packing heat? Let's say probably. They're not, like, pointing guns at you or anything. They have so far been incredibly civil. Um, they seem reasonable. Uh, it's kind of important, I feel like, for Errol in this situation to know if they're packing heat. I don't know if there's a role I can make. Do you have, like, a perception role uh, you could do to see if maybe you, like, smell, you there's know, gunpowder? Just fig- figure someone out. Okay, yeah, go for that. Uh, this is embarrassing. I've been packing. I packed my dice up. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Errol's been packing heat. He's packing. I mean, he is. Uh, that is a... Uh, six plus mind, I believe. Yes, and my mind is zero. I failed. Okay. Um, you suspect that they are, since they work for a crime boss, but you cannot pinpoint where that would be, or if they are for sure. I say, all right, fellas, uh, I can tell that, uh, you mean business. I've been meaning to have, uh... I mean, I don't want to sort of make myself sound like a big, brave boy. I have been hiding out from the Banshee for a while now, so I'm a bit confused as to how the two of you found me, but gonna have to have a talk with my wizard companion about sort of the services she's been providing. Look, um, I, I don't want any trouble, and I know what the Banshee's capable of, uh, so I'll, I'll come with. I want to warn you, I'm, I have a weapon. I'm gonna take it out and with just thumb and forefinger, all right, on the hilt, and I'm just going to sort of toss it away. Is that okay? Don't You don't... can keep your weapon. I No, I, I know, but I don't I don't want to roll up to the ringleader's house with a gun. I that that's my house. You right are just... jumpy, Arrow. Is everything okay? What's like to... Arrow, what's stressing you out? Uh <laughs> What's going on with Arrow? I'm just trying to I'm not jumpy. I'm just pragmatic. So I'm just going to take my my weapon here and toss okay. it away. Um, and I reach down and... Uh, I should also clarify, Ellis is doing all the talking. Blackwood seems actually fairly uninterested in you and is just kind of looking up and down the street, you know, keeping sure. an eye around. Oh, it's good. Uh, I reach down, thumb and forefinger, like I promised, and grab the uh, grab the hilt of my... What's it called on a gun? Not a hilt, but like... Uh, grip. Handle? Grip, the grip, 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 grip. Yeah, and I, I pull it out of my holster, and I fling it uh, to the side of the street, 
and into the community watch alarm bell. <laughs> and I think when that happens, and this is not me just sort of retroactively trying to, to screw you over, there is a thing on my character sheet uh, about my neighborhood, my territory, uh, that says, people here work hard to keep the streets safe. And so this is how I'm sort of envisioning that sort of being realized in the world. And I think okay. when the bell rings as my uh, revolver collides with it, I think just, even though it's a late hour, I think porch doors or front front doors uh, uh, open up and porch lights come on. And then there's, you know, five or six people now, uh, probably weapons in hand, looking at this scene. Errol, if you didn't want to go with us, you could have just said, I gave you... The option, I, I, I don't understand. Where is this? Where uh, do have we offended you in some way? Uh, offended is not the right word. Uh, I strong armed might be maybe a ha. little bit more accurate. <gasps> he looks offended. Ah, oh, you know what? I can, I can see uh, that we are bothering you. I apologize for that. Uh, he uh, offers you a business card. Uh, if you change your mind and you would like to to speak with the Banshee, um, the Banshee has lots of answers. I uh, was just looking to help. Uh, you can find us at this address. There's instructions on the back, uh, and we will <laughs> get out of your fur. Um, Blackwood, come along. And they head off. Bullshit, but cool. Uh <laughs> I guess false alarm, everybody. You can go back to the house. I know that I did the big sort of meeting last week about not, uh, you know, ringing the alarm bell for funsies. And maybe <laughs> well, I did that. Those guys seemed awful nice. They didn't no, seem they, like they, they were threatening you at all. They had a threatening aura. <laughs> really? Because I, I came out here and they were just talking to you. Are what? we still having the potluck dinner? Are you sure you're as well liked as you think you are here? Arrow, was there some kind of issue that we weren't aware of? Because it seemed like it was just a pleasant conversation. No, listen, I used sort of my keen wolf senses and <laughs> detected that they might probably could have possibly had guns. And I so... think he was just trying to get out of an awkward conversation. Errol, do you not like small talk? I wish I could use the bell to bounce on talks I don't want to have with my mother-in-law. <laughs> What'd you say? Apparently, we're all just ringing the bell, higgledy-piggledy, when we don't want to talk to somebody. When, when someone asks us to go to a movie we've already seen, apparently we're just throwing guns at bells. Oh, was that it, Errol? Were they asking you if you would, like, house it for them or something and you didn't want to? You know, Errol, it is kind of funny. You think about it, you are now being accused of the boy that cried wolf. <laughs> oh, Clementius, another great joke from you. I can't, thank you. You still doing stand up at the knuckle hut? Open mic night, down to sleep. Oh, well, guys, this is great. Uh, listen, da Dad's busy, so I got to get back to work. I'm sorry for ringing the old bell. I go pick up my revolver, kind of sheepishly. And uh, yeah, potluck is on for Thursday. Remember, uh, somebody's gonna need to bring some sort of gluten free offering for Derek. So. <laughs> Is uh, gluten-free? Uh, maybe. So we'll uh, just do your research on that and uh, go back to bed. Hey, it's uh, me, Derek. Uh, listen, <laughs> mate, if people forget to bring me uh, gluten-free options, is that like a, 
a bell ringing worthy situation. Should I go ahead, go ahead and <laughs> ring, no, ring the bell? No, ring the bell for that, Derek. I'm, I'm so set of free options. Uh, yeah, I've set a real bad example here. All right, go back to bed. Bye. And I holster my weapon and. Okay, so I'm where do you? Actually, up for the night, mate. You want to do something? That's your own thing. I'll come uh, with you, right? I would love to regroup real quick, just so I can. I have the the what I believe, what Errol believes, I should say, is the murder weapon. I would love to get that to my uh, com- companions. I know we talked about how that process was kind of automatic, the like info sharing process, yeah. but. I think it's weird that there wasn't any blood on it, and so I'm wondering if there's something that... That's great, because I had con- concocted in my mind like this whole system of kind of like psychic paper, where like you no. could write down <laughs> notes and they would get it on their notepad, but this is way better. <laughs> they just um, have, you guys go talk to each other. Let's oh, say... I don't yeah. want to strong-arm Gandhi into like spending a beat investigating these gloves or whatever, but like these are razor sharp gloves with silver dust on them it feels pretty i don't know it would be good at least to rule out liam you you are a werewolf with certain senses i mean blood uh that is, is probably true. something I you could detect yeah but you told me that i didn't detect any blood on it though is that just by looking at it if i went yeah. a little bit deeper okay um i guess i could roll bloodhound on it and i mean even if you just wanted to go like basic level investigate and like check it out and look at it and just straight up roll if you don't want to uh do a corruption point i mean you could you're you're not inept you could do just kind of basic investigation bloodhound doesn't give me uh uh, corruption oh excellent i'll I'll just i'll just go ahead and do that because i don't think that would take an hour well gandy has tracking she has a spell called tracking yeah, that would be good if I think we need to figure out if it let me bloodhound it and see if there's actually okay. blood on it. Because if there's okay. not, like that would be wild. Uh so I'll roll bloodhound. That is a six and a four. That's a ten plus blood is a twelve. Great. So here's what you can tell from it. There is no blood on it, but it was recently cleaned and oiled. Um and and you know, it's been it's been thoroughly scrubbed, and it's fairly recent. Uh, now, whether that is because it had blood on it or because, you know, Liam just takes care of his tools is unclear, but it does seem like it has been scrubbed clean in the recent past. All right. I, um, I, I, what this power says is I pick up a scent from whatever I do, and I can follow that scent to the person who has them. Uh, and I'm assuming I'm just kind of doing this in the street after putting Carrie and Street back to bed, and mm-hmm. all embarrassed. Like, is this and it I, just, just so you know? Derek is still watching you sniff some gloves. Great, so just great, like great. know that. No, I'm being. I'm yeah. I'm very aware of that. Are is that scent? Is, are those stink lines just leading me right back to Liam on yes. the porch of the? Uh, I mean, okay. these are Liam's gloves. Um, you have no reason, especially since the stink lines, you have no reason to think that anyone else has interacted with these. All right. Uh, let's, I think let's regroup. Okay. So, uh, Errol heads to the town square. Now, Gandhi and Gus, you, uh, do not know of Errol's regrouping plan. So I'll turn to you. Uh, the feeding, uh, has, has completed. It was brief. And what you found, Gandhi, is as it happened and whether this was, Something on your end or something that happened during the feeding, it kind of just blanked out that time period 
as it happened. You you try to recall the feeding and it just fuzzes out um, whenever you get close to it um, okay. in your memories. Now, Gus, you were there to witness. Um, you kept an eye. You made sure it didn't get out of hand, but it was brief. It just seemed like Slate took just enough to feed and move on. Are, are they still there? Uh, yeah, so, so that's wrapping up, and, you know, they got the first information about who would be interested, and the question was asked, who is the Banshee? And now, <gasps> I shall answer that question from Marcus. We had a, we had an arrangement. We had uh, a deal. Yeah. Uh, so, here's what I know about the Banshee. Banshee is, well, I, listen, if I had met the Banshee, I wouldn't tell you the Banshee's true identity, but here's what I can tell you. The Banshee has thrived in this unincorporated territory. Business has been good for the Banshee. And I don't... I can't imagine the Banshee would want that to change. Now, that said, times are changing, and, and that affects everyone so it's quite possible that this has been uh the work of the banshee but it sure don't seem like it it seems awful sloppy and awful loud for someone like the banshee to have done oh great i gave up what three pints for that what you want me to just be like oh yeah it was steve steve did it go get him like marcus is in a cage downstairs he doesn't know shit about shit okay what did you want to know i wanted to know if it was steve it was (laughs) listen i can tell you right now it was steve (laughs) let's get him Steve. but you'll never find steve is a ghost i ring the bell again it was steve steve is kaiser soze um, so what, what are you two going to do now? If you want to just say, like, as you're heading out of Slate's home, you see Errol in the street, save a little bit of trying to figure out why you would go looking for Errol, but I don't know, unless you guys want to do that. Yeah, let's have ten minutes where we just wander down the streets of Dry River, just like, Gandy! <laughs> <laughs> Augustus! Oh, no, I know. Augustus, do you have any cashews? I'm feeling really drained. He's a ghost. Well, well, no, I have ghost cashews. Uh, I actually don't know what would happen if you attempted to eat them. I will make them manifest, though. I will. I'll take the chance. I'm starved. All right. Here's this. Here you go. Ooh. One packet of the finest spectral cashews this side of the Mississippi. Oh, salt and pepper. I love these. I'm yes, going to say that you, are, have, you are having an intimacy moment right now. <laughs> um, so I would like you both to do what what that, what that happens when you have an intimacy moment. Okay. So for the specter, the intimacy, when you share a moment of intimacy, physical or emotional, with another person, you hold one. Whenever they get into trouble, you can spend your hold to be there. Cool. And right with a wizard, wizard, with a wizard, when you share a moment of intimacy, physical or emotional, with another person, decide whether you care about them or not. If you don't, they go about their business as normal. If you do, they take negative one ongoing to escape until they get some intimacy somewhere else. So, do you care about Gus? 
This is a big decision to be made after the ghost cashews. Hey, listen, you can't introduce the idea of ghost cashews and just like, and I, the GM, I'm like, nah, I don't care about ghost cashews. Of course I care about ghost cashews. We're making a moment here. And, you know, I think that that happens whenever someone has a delicious Parsons cashew. A moment is made. Of ghostly cashews that were murdered in a terrible passion. Augustus, you... Yes. You didn't have to keep an eye on me during the feeding, and I really appreciate the fact that you you were there just in case something had gone wrong, and mostly because you knew how afraid I was of death, and also because I think you got a little bit of a kick out of it. But you know what? It was both. You're all correct. Augustus Parsons. Fire and ice. I care about you. I care about you. I suddenly feel like my ability to escape has become diminished (laughs) somehow. That's love. Indeed. That is is love in all of its forms and definitions. And you, Gandhi, you have my marker. If ever you should need me, I can assure you I will be there. Well, the cashews go a long way towards, you know, taking care of that. But I just want you to know, I... Do you want to see something really cool? The really neat part? He digs in his pocket. Yes. More. See, they're more, I just, they're they're spectral cashews, so you Uh will not receive any nutrition from them, but it is a repeatable trick of mine. (laughs) Amazing. So let's go over our clues. We we (sighs) did that already, so if we want to do like the propeller spin... And yeah, that's where Can we actually go over the earlier clues? My clues were just from the last episode. Um, so if we have any like earlier stuff that we think might be germane, I mean, could, I would, think I think we got everything actually. Yeah, the silver dust and yeah, we, and uh, Dylan saying that she wouldn't want him to talk. That's weak. Well, I have actually also been keeping track of what would, I know versus what you find out. Would it be worth like? Should we try to? Let me ask you this, Travis. Are, are we at a point now where we could have a conversation and try to piece together? Absolutely. Okay. I, I think, think that would make let's for have that good scene. radio. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's regroup now that everybody's all cashewed up. Mm. Is that how Errol sounds? Uh, no, that's how Griffin sounds. Okay. So who's uh, cashewed? So Griffin McElroy, Griffin Andrew McElroy, Andy to his friends, is saying to me, Justin... That I'm cashewed up. <laughs> Tyler to his friends. Yes. Ty Ty baby. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I'm imagining we're like around the Black Mariah at this point, sort of in the town square. Uh, so who, after reviewing all this information, who are our possible suspects? I think Liam is an obvious choice. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are Liam's gloves and I, I don't know. They seem to fit the, uh, Seem to fit the murder weapon description as we know it. Well, with the razor sharp claws and the dust from the local silver mine, seems likely. Uh, I haven't really pressed put put the put the irons to Liam yet for uh, find, finding out whether or not he'd done it. But uh, might might be worth circling back there. And swears up and down that he's a good dude. But I I I don't know. She might be a little too close to make a judgment call. Good dudes do terrible things all the time. That's fair. I think we need to figure out motive. It seems like every time we start to establish a motive, it gets turned around. I mean, we we had this idea about the deal coming together and how everybody will benefit from it, but we have yet to find somebody who wouldn't benefit from it. I I, I think motive is is very important. We need to figure out what the motive would be for someone 
to kill him. To Obviously, kill the, there's unrest and keeping those those minds uh, separate is a huge one. There could also be jealousy of this new betrothal. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who that would necessarily point the finger towards. I don't have a good suggestion there, but. Um, could it be that? So that would be a concern of the heart, right? Perhaps, yes. Here's a here's what I'm stumped about. I I, I think we can rule out the fact that Dylan just killed Jeremiah because he didn't like him. I think what we know now, Dylan probably didn't do it. At least not for the reasons that we assumed at first glance. Problem is, if this was a business thing, someone needed to know where Dylan was going to be and where Jeremiah was going to be in order to stage this thing the way they wanted it to. Indeed. I don't I don't see how this was done by anybody but somebody who was familiar with him. Somebody who would know how to set this this framing up the way that it turned out. So that that that's what I'm torn between. I think the business problem is probably the, the business thing is probably the most likely answer for this, but it would need to be somebody who also knew the two of them pretty well. And speaking of business, our job here is to find out and, and to prove that Dylan didn't do it the only way we're going to do that is to find out who did it we have no evidence to submit at all to get dylan off the hook and that's what we were hired to do yeah we ain't close i i think at this point we two things probably worth doing i think it's probably worth talking to the banshee and speaking of and i um i unclasp a uh pendant that i have around my neck and hand it to gandy and i say this didn't work uh didn't really keep me hid uh, from the Banshee in the way that uh, you, you said it would. So that is, as you might imagine, pretty disappointing to me. But um, Well, I've, if I've, uh, if you remember the warranty, you know, it's, it wasn't 100%. Well, and if I may, Griffin, so that it doesn't seem like Gandhi is a shitty wizard, just because you couldn't be located magically doesn't mean that there isn't other... Like, that's a thing... Um, that people often take for granted in this world with magic and wizards and location spells and everything. It's like, private eyes can just find you. Yeah, that's fair. I still give it back to her and say, like, so uh, I think we're probably square on that sort of that sort of facet well, of our arrangement. I'm sorry it didn't help. Uh, it's fine, it's fine. It's not I'll, your fault. I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to Uncle Oni. He can run through the specs and, and see. What what about th- this this glove thing? Would it be worth our time to have Uncle Oni take a look at it? I still have a couple of more questions I can ask him. I mean, I snorted up its stink pretty good and there's nothing on it. No no blood or nothing. It was it's been clean, but the only traces I'm picking up on it is Liam. I don't know if your magic doll can figure out if it was used for a murder recently, but I, I, I think... I don't know how they could clean the blood and not the silver dust. Yeah, it's a bit confusing, but let's not let's not too, dive too deep into that. It might, right. um, might upset the apple cart. Um, I think it's worth talking to the Banshee. And now that we do know Jeremiah and Anne were hitched, it's probably worth going to talk to Dylan again, don't you think? Yes, I think that that might be worth pursuing. Y'all want to split up? I suppose. <sighs> I mean, I miss y'all. I feel like we, uh, you know, haven't had our us time. I'm not in favor of splitting up. All right. Yeah, I th- here's the thing. I, I certainly don't want to go up against the Banshee 
without our full sort of uh, capabilities as a of course cr- crime fighting unit, as it were. So why don't we go talk to Dylan, let him know what we know, and then uh, head on up to Banshee HQ. I got a business card here. I guess it's got an address on it. Just to clarify, when you uh, the instructions on the back of the the card, do you explicitly say to come alone? Yeah, fuck off. No way. Um, I, I mean, cool. Thank you, business card, but eat my shorts. Uh, let, let's go talk to old Dylan first and see what we can get out of him and then go figure out a plan to take on the Banshee. everybody this is griffin mcelroy your old-timey detective and your best friend and thank you so much for listening to episode three of the adventure zone dust uh we hope that you're enjoying it because we are uh, and i'm gonna cuss here we are enjoying the hell out of making it and man i actually i feel bad about that cuss that was unnecessary thank you so much for tweeting about the show using the the zone cast hashtag if you do that you might end up as a character in in this arc or whatever we end up doing in the future uh, starting to put some plans together there, which is very exciting. Uh, and yeah, we just appreciate you spreading the word about the show. We are, you know, we're, we're pretty, I feel like we're making ourselves real raw and vulnerable out here on the bleeding edge of, I, I, I don't know nerd storytelling or whatever but uh yeah we appreciate you spreading the word and and that's the only way that we get new listeners because we don't pay to advertise the show at all so thank you so much and keep it up and yeah hello it's me the internet's travis mackra yes that's right powerful influencer travis mackra you know people are always asking me travis how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world well i'll let you in on my secret it's squarespace Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer. Um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier. For anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity, start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up 
that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. Um, I got a couple Jumbotrons to read here, uh, but before I get to them, sorry for being late with this episode. We were doing something very strange last week that we had to travel for, and the travel got kind of goofed up, and we apologize for that. You will be able to hear the results of what we did last week, probably sometime in the next like month or so. Uh, but yeah, apologies for being late. So we have a, an episode up today on Monday, and then we are planning on having another episode up on Thursday. So we will keep you in the loop about that. And with that behind us, let's get to these Jumbotrons. I want to tell you all about Pipe Dream Design. Fans of the Adventure Zone podcast are invited to try their comprehensive range of design and print services and save 20%. Pipe Dream Design is a full-service design and print company run by a dedicated Taz listener and D&D nerd. Whether it's a custom t-shirt for a cosplay, a map for your new campaign, a unique gift for a loved one, or a logo and a website for your new business, Pipe Dream Design can help bring all your fantasies to life. Probably not all of them. <laughs> That's gross. That that was me, not them. Anyway, we're a great choice for small businesses and individuals because we design, print, and ship straight to your door. Go to pipedreamdesign.ca slash adventure to get a 20% discount off your first order. That's pipedreamdesign.ca slash adventure. I also want to tell you about a new book titled Age of Heroes, The Witch Hunter's Gauntlet, uh, which is by Brett Schult, which you can find uh, right now on Amazon. If you enjoy comedy in your adventures, check out Age of Heroes, The Witch Hunter's Gauntlet, available in ebook and print on Amazon. 14-year-old Samantha Hathaway is framed for a crime that could start a war between science and magic. Now she must team up with a monster hunter, a video game champion, an inventor, and a wannabe world emperor to stop an evil sorcerer in a book that has been compared to Buffy and Harry Potter. That long title, again... 
and that's not me editorializing. That's actually in here. That long title, again, is Age of Heroes, The Witch Hunter's Gauntlet. And again, you can find that on Amazon right now. Hey, we have a new uh, storefront with a bunch of new uh, merch and some old merch and a bunch of really cool stuff on it. We partnered up with DFTBA uh, uh, for this new store, and we have a bunch of stuff that you should go check out. You can find it at McElroyMerch.com. We got a Bureau of Balance zip-up hoodie. We got a Pine Guard patch up on there. Uh, some some cool decals and pins and all kinds of really neat stuff. There's a neat poster for uh, Taz Amnesty you can find up there also. Uh, again, it's all at McElroyMerch.com. Go check it out. Uh, we think you're going to like what you see on there. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great programs there. Stuff that you're just going to love. Stuff like Lady to Lady and One Bad Mother and Switchblade Sisters and Story Break and so many others all at MaximumFun.org. And that's going to do it for this ad break. It was a quick one. We're going to get you right back to the rest of the mystery. Maybe meet some bad folks and draw a partner. I need to save this energy for the show. So uh, we'll be back here in just a few days, actually, this Thursday on March 22nd. Uh, So I'll talk to you then. Bye. So you head in uh, to the sheriff's office. Um, Connors is there, of course, sitting at the desk, um, you know, kind of feet up on the desk, but still very much awake, just kind of keeping an eye on everything. Uh, do you want to check in with him or just head on over to Dylan? I feel like it might be worth, if we have time, like, is it worth see if he's discovered anything? Because they were working on it too, right? Yeah, we catch the sheriff up on everything we've learned so far yeah um yeah 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 do we want to tell him about the marriage i I don't see any reason to keep that secret um i think the more that we can use him with his prescient powers yeah known if people are lying or not to what extent did that did they i mean he's dead right i mean what is it i think it's okay how much did he did she want you to keep it a secret uh, she didn't seem eager to tell me, but she didn't tell me explicitly not to tell anybody. I, I think I, it, I think it's. Oh fine. no, she did. She said keep it a secret. She said oh, keep well. it a secret. All right. Well, don't then don't mention it. I mean, it's kind of okay. your it's it's your information to do with what you want. I wouldn't, but it's up to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. We don't tell them about that part, but we tell them about everything else. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it, I didn't think. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, I didn't think it was Dylan. Didn't seem like him. Didn't seem like he'd do it. Have you got any leads as to who you think might have done it? Well, we're going to go talk to the Banshee, and that's going to go probably about as well as you might expect. Jesus. But, um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this one got Banshee's a little Banshee's here? Uh, apparently, yep. Oh, I don't know if I'd do that, but it's your job. You do what you want. Uh, we, we ain't being able to uncover much more than you. Um, we talked with Silver. He said that, you know, he couldn't be sure, but he, when he walked up, Dylan didn't, you know, he saw Dylan from a distance and couldn't tell if he had any blood on him or not. Um, I mean, that just goes to support the theory that it weren't Dylan. Um, and then, you know, he saw Dylan over the body kind of pick it up 
And as he got closer, Dylan definitely had blood on him at that point. But I, once again, can't be sure he'd been drinking. And so it's not a super reliable witness, but it do it goes into the the column of support for Dylan didn't do it. So that's good. Uh, but unless I mean, here's the thing. Let me tell you about the people in town here. If we don't have somebody to give them that did do it, the word of silver ain't going to cover it. You know what I mean? Well, it's a good start. I don't mean to knock it. It's a good start. You're doing good work. Um, if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. Thanks, Dad. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep pounding the pavement on this. I th- you know, I feel like it's close. Oh, do I feel like it's real it's close? Right there on the tip. Okay, who are the possible suspects? Who do we have? Who Liam. do we know? Liam. Liam. Any other name? Any any? Okay, let's let's rule out by by class. Any 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 fangs? I mean. That might be able to benefit. The only fang would be Knox, right? He's he's the Blackwell's kind of second, but he is the most loyal. I, I don't even think it's worth looking into, but he's the only, like, other powerful, you know, respected fang. But not, trust me, wouldn't, wouldn't have hurt Jeremiah. He's Jeremiah's godfather. Yeah. Wouldn't sure, have hurt if him. I got it. Yeah, I got to tell you, pretty much everybody in this town has somebody who's going to vouch for them and talk about what a righteous dude they are. So right. we're, we can't really take that into account because um, somebody in this town is not a righteous person. So I'm sorry. I'm taking out my spectral notebook and I'm putting a little star next to Tommy Knox. And I'm sorry. Do not take this personally against your word, sir. Listen, I, fine. We just got limited time here, but it's up to you. All right. Wait, first, what time? What, what time is it? Uh, I think at this point you're in like the three to five period. Okay. okay. Uh, Furs. Um, well, you got. We can't. Can't take Dylan off the table. Yeah, I mean, we can take Johnny Mathis off the list because he's indeed. deceased. He's deceased. Any other furs that that might have something to gain here? And just I mean, just to clarify, because that was our first mission. Johnny Mathis was Abigail's husband. Uh, previously, right. I don't think we had said it out loud on the show yet. I'll let everyone know at home. We've already met Jonathan, the uh, ghost. Bum, bum. Really? Yeah. That was the ghost. That, that was who that. Yep. He seemed awfully cavalier about his son being framed for. He murder. didn't know anything about it. Remember, he said he didn't know. All he knew was that the spirit had come through and had felt surprised and hurt. Interesting. Okay, uh, I completely missed that. Uh, uh, all right, we get we could sit here and list names for. You know, until the sun comes up, and then we have failed. So let's 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 just let's just get back to it. And we uh, do we do have an eyewitness that we really haven't gotten anything out of. And Dylan, yes, I believe it's time to question uh, Young Mathis again. Okay, so you head over to the cell where he is still faced away from the cell. Um, what do you do? Uh, first off, I say, uh, Sheriff, uh, I know this is a bit strange, but would you mind giving us some privacy? I don't think he's going to want to talk if uh, yeah. you're looming over. Yeah, with your, yeah, yeah, your, you got it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be Thank out on the porch. Uh, you just come get me uh, when okay. you're done. And don't do not do anything that I'd have to like come in and shoot you for or arrest you for or nothing like that, okay? 
Yeah. I don't want like, you like trying to break him out or any of that no, shit. No, like, okay. yeah, right. for sure. Oh, we never even, damn it. <laughs> he leaves. Uh, Dylan, we, we know me, about. Leave me alone. Dylan, Anne told us about the wedding. T- tell me what she told you. That she married Jeremiah in secret and that you were there and the three of you have been friends since since you were just pups. So said you were uh, best wolf at the wedding. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can understand why you want to keep that a, a secret and I can appreciate you not wanting to talk to us earlier, but you gotta I'm starting to see slivers of sunrise outside. You you have not much time on this earth, my friend, and you gotta tell us something. You gotta give us something, Dylan. You were there and we don't think you did it. I swear to God. We we just we just need to know who did if we're gonna save your skin. I loved Jeremiah Blackwell. And he loved Anne. And when they got married, do you, Mr. Ryehouse, do you know, have you ever in a moment been the most happy and saddest you've ever been in your whole life? No, Dylan, I can't say I've had something as as horrible as that happened to me. I'm I I'm sorry that you did. I was I I was at the bar drinking and Jeremiah had said he'd wanted to celebrate and I told him I couldn't. I I, I just needed to be by myself for a while and if I had been with him, maybe I could have saved him. Maybe it would. It's. I could have saved him and he'd still be alive. And I deserve to be in here, Mr. Ryehouse. I, oh, bud. Listen. Whoever wanted to kill Jeremiah Blackwell was going to find a way to do it no matter what. I know that's tough to hear, but there's folks in this town who are exceptionally good at doing the kind of stuff what happened to Jeremiah. So you can't take that one on the chin. You were with him at the bar, they'd kill both of you. And I'd be dead too, and I wouldn't have to feel like this anymore, Mr. Ryehouse. It's hard. This is the work. Do you know what um, makes us laugh? There isn't a lot. Once you come over to my side, um, we don't have a, a a lot of jocularity over here. Probably won't come as much of a surprise. The 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 thing that we find funny over here, one of the things. I mean, we have some prop comedy, what have you. But one of the th- main things <laughs> that we find funny over here is when human beings on the mortal coil believe they have the time to punish themselves for things that are not their fault. And you don't. Trust me, I've been over here a while, and I've seen enough of the 
the mortal world and the spectral world to know that your time is fleeting. And your time, in fact, may be more fleeting than most. You do not have the moments to continue to flagellate yourself for this crime that you are not the perpetrator of. Now, what is the antidote to despair? Well, my friend, it is it's action. And that is what we are trying to take on your behalf and the behalf of those you care about. So we'll ask you one last time, Dylan, who killed Jeremiah Blackwell? That was fucking great. It was. If he knew about the marriage, Liam, he loved my sister. And he hated Jeremiah. We can go talk to Liam. We can uh, sniff him out. I, I gotta ask, you think this was because of the marriage? Because this whole time we've been assuming that it has something to do with the business arrangement that your folks and the, the Blackwell's folks were trying to trying to whip up. I'm, I don't know. I. Uh, it's hard for me to think of it as being about anything but the marriage, you know what I mean? I, I, I guess it could be about the business, but I don't know who would have issue with that. I, I haven't really. Would Liam thought. benefit? Would Liam stand to benefit from a fusion of the the fangs and the first I mean, and their mining interests? Of course, he's the head of the of the workers. He's been negotiating on behalf of them, and you know because he's both a worker and one of us he's he's kind of had an in there it's made it a little bit easier to work with and yeah i mean i don't see why he'd be against you know better conditions for the workers and better pay and everything that's been right. negotiated so dylan does this dylan help me figure out the timetable so you didn't see it happen you but you found him you saw him in this terrible condition i, I correct I found him bleeding out and held him as he died. Jesus. All right. I think we have everything that we're going to be able to withdraw here from the scenario, Mr. Uh, Mathis. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go finish putting this thing together, but. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I just decided while we were talking to you that no matter what happens, you ain't going to die tomorrow. So I don't know what that means yet. I guess we'll have to figure it out when the sun comes up. But you get some rest. Let's just hope there's a bell nearby wherever oh, it, come the on. hanging is going to happen, and then you'll be yeah. able to... And it's got to be within arm's reach of him with, throwing the gun. Within you know, fling's reach. Yeah, fling's reach. It's, it's an be inside joke, reach. Dylan. We will catch you up It's not really that inside, you, really, Dylan, if you were down on carrying man. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, so what's the plan? Are going to the Banshee, right? The Banshee. Yeah, I think, I think going to the Banshee is the next thing, right? Because after we go to the Banshee, I feel like we're going to know... Not if not everything enough to know who to go for. Cool, and and so we could go talk to Liam now, but like, why not go rule out this other thing first, and then we can make a call. Uh, and I'm gonna be seen and heard, um, but yes. not felt. I I I was gonna do the invis thing, but 
With a name like the Banshee, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be able to know sort yeah. of my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of my You're what bag you of tricks. Yeah. Um, I mean, he told me to come solo, so I think the best thing is for me to appear to come solo and have the two of them in in sort of ready ready to launch a fucking rescue mission as will probably be required uh, gandy i don't know what you are capable of in that department i don't know if you have like uh stealth capabilities i have a she has a spell called veil okay you spend one hold to make yourself invisible from sight but it's just for a few moments so i don't know if that's going to be uh, I mean, so that could give helpful. me the advantage if you wanted to come in and, like, scope out before revealing thyself. Well, like everything else, it's uh, it's tied to one of her artifacts. So I would love to try to do that. Yes. And work yeah, undercover. Let's do okay, so as um, you head out the, the door towards, you pass uh, Connors on the porch. Hey, uh, were you able to get much out of him? Do you say more to you than he would say to me? Uh, I mean, we got... Yeah, we got a lot. Listen, uh, you're not going to hang him in the morning. I know you've got responsibilities and stuff, but uh, it ain't Dylan Mathis. Me, how many times? Do no, no, I no, have no, no. I'm not saying I ain't. I ain't putting the blame on you. I know you've got a job to do, and I know this town Scott needs. I'm just saying that it's it's it can't happen. So I'll, I'll we, keep him safe, Sheriff. Yeah. We're we are not of the law. Like you are, we're just kind of hired guns. We come in and we do our job, but you are responsible for justice. And if that young man dies, that's not justice at all. So keep him safe. I will. And we head to the Banshee. So you approach the house. I assume you follow the instructions. The It's an, what appears to be an abandoned home, all boarded up. The roof is caved in. Um, and the instructions uh, lead you around the back of the home to the storm cellar door. Um, the lock Fuck. is rusted, but when you try the door, you find that the uh, the actual arm that the lock is on isn't attached to the door. It opens cleanly, and as you head down, you find a well-lit kind of uh, foyer uh, where Alice and Blackwood are waiting for you. And I assume... Well, well yes, I, I need tell to, me the prep. I need yeah. to... Yeah, I've got a channel to do the spell. Um, so that is a nine plus two for mind. That's 11. Your totes uh, what does that give? What's that give you? Okay, all right. All right, Veil, spend one hold to make yourself invisible from a sight for a few moments. Okay, you've done that. And so when I channel, if I roll 10 plus, I get three holds. There we go. Okay. Okay. So you right. are Veiled. Yeah, so you can just keep veiling yourself. Okay, right. and and is Augustus? Are you invisible? Uh, you know, I wasn't gonna be, but if you're gonna be, it seems weird for me to not be. Okay, I I fucking love that scene of the two yeah. of you just like oop poof. What's All up? Right. Yeah, uh, I make as much noise coming down the stairs as I possibly can <laughs> to to hide the fact that my two companions, who can definitely still be heard creaking the floorboards are coming down also, so I'm coming down like, hey, it's me, Errol, I'm coming down, don't shoot, okay? I'm just coming down the stairs right oh. now. This is a pretty nice little little setup you got here, and uh, I'm excited, and I reach the bottom of the staircase, and everybody Mr. else is doing it. Looks great. Yep. 
It is, I'm so glad that you decided to come. Also, uh, before I lead you in to meet the Banshee, I just want to say, no hard feelings. I forgive you um, for not trusting me. Um, it's something that I have been working on. Uh, I've been talking with Blackwood about it. I was very upset at first, but I know how we can come across. Um, and and I just want to say, and Blackwood kind of lays a hand on Ellis's shoulder. Thank, thank you. Um, I forgive you. I forgive you. Yeah, thanks. I was really concerned <clears throat> about that. So, uh, yeah, I just, I'm here to talk to the Banshee. And, of course. Uh, of course. Here, right this way. And he pulls back a, a curtain, and you enter a room, um, and there is a well-polished table, richly decorated um, room. It smells nice, you know, little floral, but not sickly sweet. Just enough that you can tell someone took the care, you know, to kind of spruce up the place a little bit. And sitting at the table um, is a little old woman, about uh, 65, I would say. Uh, and she gestures for you to sit at the opposite end of the table. Uh, I, I do, ensuring that I make a lot of noise as I, like, scoot the chair back. I'm very concerned that somebody's going to hear my friends. So it's just like... As I scoot it back, and I, I sit down, and uh, Mister Ryehouse. Oh, I am so glad to finally meet you. Yeah, I bet. So, uh, yeah, nice to meet you too, uh, Banshee. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm excited to meet. I'm not going to give you my name. Listen, I, listen at this point. I identify as Banshee more than my birth name anyway, so it's this is fine. Would you prefer Errol or Mr. Ryehouse, or what should I call you? I mean, you can call me Dave if you can help me figure <laughs> out uh, the case I'm working on right now. Dave, that is funny. Funny. Yeah, you like that one. Before we go any further, uh, I, can I actually roll face to a name? To Absolutely. See? That is a one, uh-oh, and a... Six. Uh, so that's a seven, and I add my... What faction are they? Uh, well, Spectre, right? Well, we don't know that. Doesn't seem like it. They are Knight. Knight. Okay. Uh, okay, so that is a... That's not you good. rolled a one and a six, so that would be a seven. Yeah, so that's a seven plus one is an eight. Okay, so here's uh, what you know about dar- the Banshee. Dar- Daria Cross was the wizard who tr- tried to transform me, and she was a part of the Banshee's, like, team or whatever, and was kind of excommunicated after doing this spell to try to, uh, try to, try to revert me back to a human, permanent human state. And because of that, I have been hiding Daria in Carrion Street, yes. and that is why, that is what I remember to be sort of our main point of contention. Now, here's... But I don't know anything about, like, their operation here. Right. So the Banshee is kind of a fingers and a lot of pies criminal boss. Um, and I will say that the reason uh, to, to flesh out the backstory between you and the Banshee with what you've just given me, I will say that maybe the Banshee was trying to leverage the fact that they knew you were a werewolf and wanted to be a politician to try to maybe get you in their pocket a little bit. And that's why that. when this spell happened, 
to cure you of that and kind of rob oh, them. Oh, that's good, right. Travis. Hey, thank you very much. So it's not it's not a it's not a like they were upset that one of their team members did a job outside of the purview of the Banshee, but rather that because of what Daria did, they lost yes. a a foothold. And that's fucking great. Hey, thank yeah. you very much. Um and so the the thing about the Banshee is nobody knows much about them, um, and uh, everybody knows of the Banshee. Everybody knows the kind of crime, you know, uh, network and web. But as far as personal information goes, nobody seems to know anything about the Banshee as an individual. Um, but yeah, other than that, you don't you don't know much about the Banshee. No, but I imagine that, like, criminal ringleader complicating things in town, not my fucking favorite person here. Like, I want to explain because they have been so congenial towards me, but, like, I fucking know what they do here. I know what they, I know what their stuff is. Well, uh, Mr. Ryehouse, I know that you are a busy man, and I don't want to keep your tie um is it uh is it safe to assume uh that augustus is somewhere nearby maybe in the room if we're being honest no uh you told me to come alone errol uh, what errol i'm not i ain't lying i am lying uh i'd like to roll to deceive okay there's a uh, move called mislead distract or trick God, your oh, rolls have your rolls have been shitty lately too. Yeah, uh, that is a five and a two, another seven. I have zero mind. Uh, on a seven and nine, pick two. You create an opportunity. You expose a weakness or flaw. You confuse them for some time, or you avoid further engagement. Um, I want to say maybe create an opportunity and. Confuse them for some time, maybe? Okay. Uh, what opportunity would you like to create? Is the opportunity for my friends to c- remain concealed? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. For On the right table? Now. Yeah. For okay. some time. Um, yeah. I, I uh, Listen, we're in the middle of kind of a big job right now. Oh, I know. Yes. To, I know. So we're trying to split up, cover more ground. Uh, I, I, yes, makes you sense. You probably know. You probably know what uh, what it's like on the other side, what we, we're trying to do, trying to solve this crime. So I think they're over at Silver's place right now. Um, so I'm, I'm here to talk to you alone. I figure whatever you got, I could probably handle. Okay. Uh, well, listen, let's get down to business. I want to help you in this. I want to help you solve this. I want the deal... Between the furs and the fangs and the workers, I want it to go through. Now, okay. Is this like a big fish in a small pond looking for the pond to get bigger kind of thing? No, well, I mean, that might be part of it, but here's the thing. I welcome structure, Mr. Ryehouse. Chaos thrives against structure. Do you understand? If everything's chaos, no one seeks me out. No one needs vice if everything's chaos. They seek structure. That's why in times of 
of upset and and fraught tension. That's why people turn to the church and turn to leadership and seek out structure. But when everything is rigid, that's when people seek out vice. That's when my business thrives. I want this to go. I want the territory to be incorporated. Then I'll have more opportunity for vice. Do you understand? I know the way of things probably better than you assume that I do. We we create worlds and then folks like you find opportunities inside of them. And then it's back up to folks like us to try to squash you before you can do any real irreparable harm. I, <laughs> oh, it's funny. No, sorry. Go on. I, uh, I assume that something like this wasn't really your M.O., Slicing a guy down in the middle of the street. I would never. So uh, uh, obvious. I mean, you w- let's you definitely would, but you would do a better job of it. Yes, thank you. I do take some pride in my work. Yeah, this you gotta understand. This situation's mighty uncomfortable for me. I'm not a fan of the stuff you do here. I but, listen. Uh, I understand. I this is what we have here is kind of a mutual uh, opportunity. This is, I, listen, you you are an agent of order and law and bleh. I don't agree with your methods. Um, we don't see eye to eye on that, I understand. But I, this is mutually beneficial for us. I will give you information to help your investigation and in turn... I, the structure, uh, will continue to grow in this area, and so my chaos will thrive. The hairs on Errol's neck this whole time are fucking standing on end. Uh, like, I, 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 this, I, I want to sort of wave away any sort of narrative dissonance here, because Errol's whole shit is, like, trying to stop folks like this from hurting the, the, the people uh who they who they kind of prey upon but at this point like he's so desperate to keep Dylan alive that I think he's probably were willing to like bend the rules Well a let me bit. make it a little easier for you. You know what? Mr. Ryehouse, this is important to me. So I'll sweeten the pot. You agree to accept my help and in return I will owe you a small favor small do you understand it will be up to me to determine that favor if you ever request it but i will be (laughs) in your debt we're trying to solve one murder and we're doing it to try to clear the name of a of a good guy who found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time It occurs to me now, sitting here across from you, that you have done many murders. Not you yourself. I get that it's not your, not your style. Heck, I don't know if you've ever actually killed anybody before, yourself, but what I'm doing now is trying to weigh sort of the cost-benefit sort of analysis of what dealing with you loses me. Mr. Ryehouse, I can tell you're a little hesitant. So let me, I, I will make you an offer. 
we will work together on this for but a moment. I will give you the information you need, and then we needn't talk again. Or I could, mm, let's see, I know that there's the Black Mariah sitting in Town Square, uh, unguarded currently, if I'm not mistaken. I could maybe buy up all of Carrion Street and foreclose it. Or I could take ownership of that little cashew company your friend owns and close its doors. So those are your options. One, we help each other. Two, I destroy the things you and your friends care about. I think as Errol continues to struggle with this decision, uh, Augustus materializes. Oh! Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Parsons. Pleasure to meet you as uh, well. I was goofing earlier, sorry. I Listen, if I, I'm being honest, just, I'm not surprised. Uh, well, how does this surprise you? Gandhi visualizes, materializes. Dancer! On the other side. Ooh, what a twist, huh? All three mm-hmm. of you here. How could I ever have anticipated? Anyways, what were you saying? Well, I... You, of course, know the fortunes of the Augustus Parsons Cashew Company have gone south. Mm under the leadership of uh, Mr. Garrett Altizer, uh, who has compromised the company. Uh, I uh, understand you're threatening to buy the company. Um, and I, I, at that point, if you were to do that, I would have no chance of uh, reassuming control, uh, which I'm still fully capable of doing, uh, even in my spectral form. Uh, of the company, and uh, I would love to take you up on your offer. Let us be <laughs> partners in this. You seem a decent business person, much as myself, and uh, I would be honored to work with someone of your caliber and okay, gravitas. Excellent. Not the other. She's not going to buy Carrion Street. That's that ain't happening. No, it, listen. I I just wanted someone to say yes, and she slides an envelope across to you. Um, and as soon as it reaches the front of you, the spirit that has been occupying the body in front of you leaves it, leaving oh, behind the corpse uh, of the old woman it was using to speak with you. Um, and the banshee is gone from the room. Nice disguise. I, I say, shit. I'm sorry, guys. I blew that one. That was... I, I knew we came here for information. That was the closest I ever got to sh- sh- closing a chapter on uh, on my life. That uh, yeah. I, I let it get to me, and I, I'm I'm sorry. Are, are the other two folks still there? I mean, you can look. I look. Are they still there? They're gone. Uh, I let it get to me, and I let it distract me, and I I I screwed the pooch on that one. Errol, Errol, we were all. I was pissed. Okay. She threatened. She threatened my black Mariah. She threatened Uncle Oni. We, no, that that will not stand. All right. I guess let's see what we got out of this. And I open up the envelope. So you open the envelope. Uh, a key falls out. A house key. Um, you pull out the piece of paper that's in there, and on one side is written an address, uh, a local address. You can tell it's here in Dry River, not far from where you are now. And when you turn it over, it simply says, "Don't." Trust Connors.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Simpsons. Simpsons. We are a Simpsons podcast brand new to the Maximum Fun Network, and every episode we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright, all people that have worked on The Simpsons, and we've also had guests like Weird Al and people that are on the Max Fun Network already. And each week we will talk to a very cool guest about their favorite episode, and it is so much fun. So if you like The Simpsons, come listen to Everything's Coming up Simpsons. All right. Smell you later. Hey, my name is Jonah Ray. You might have seen me on the latest season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 or heard me on the Nerdist podcast. Well, I got a new podcast that's about five years old, but we're moving it over to Max Fun along with my friend Cash Hartzell. Hey, everybody. And my other friend, Neil. Hi. Nailed it. So it's a music podcast where a lot of people just kind of hang out and talk about music, but so much more. We also take submissions, and so you can hear your band or our, our music, <laughs> or or both, or, or both of it. You could do you could listen to your band play your music. Yeah. Um, so tune in. Why don't you? You could find out about some new bands, and maybe just hear us embarrass ourselves as we drink too much. Not too much. Well, it's all perspective, isn't it? Sure is. Listen to Jonah Radio on maxfun.org.